Good evening, good evening, good evening. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We've been talking about a number of things, but recently we've been talking about um, uh, tears and repentance and tears, and using uh, uh, Bishop Hilarians from uh, the OCA, or actually Moscow Patriarchate, um, on his comments on the Isaac the Syrian. Um, and he, he does a very good job of summarizing the topics. And the one I had picked is on the ones on repentance, which we've done a little bit on over the last two or three little presentations. And then we get into um, tears, um, which is, um, I always try to mention, and it, it's, I've done some work with uh, St. Isaac on tears and some of my readings and, and um, um, studies. Okay, but let me just end up uh, a little bit of something from the idea of the um, uh, of repentance, because there's a combination of things here. Through the act of repentance, reconciliation between God and a human person takes place. Okay? So in other words, I turn and run to him. A person is required to repent the sins he has committed. In other words, it's, oh, I've turned to you, I've gone the wrong way. I've um, judged people rather than loved them. I've um, been critical of others, and it's kind of the same thing, uh, and not properly of myself. Um, I don't see the beauty in everybody, and I don't pray on their behalf when they're in trouble, or I become selfish, or I want more things, or I just ignore you, God. Um, and I, 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 I basically try to solve my own problems. I forget to ask you for help. Um, I forget to ask you to lead me in the path of peace. There's a lot of prayers that I can, I can do. It's just I don't fast and pray and give alms. Okay, we've talked about that. A person is required to repent the sins he has committed, not your neighbor or your spouse or anybody else, to make a decisive act of will. A decisive act of will. This is our choice. We have the choice here, okay, that we have the will to do this. And we know we have the will, and we have a lot of will. We, I'm going to do it, and it falls. That I think when we decide it, we've got to make that commitment as we're talking to Christ himself and at the same time ask him for help. And we'll know when we stray. And then that's when we have choices to make to go back. And that's kind of our cross too. Um, ooh. Okay. Um, to make a decisive, decisive act of will to preserve himself from them in the future and them being you know our bad habits our sins our indifference to god um our indifference to others our belittling about you know all that um decisive of act himself from them in the future to maintain a prayerful attitude before god maintaining a prayerful attitude or just being aware of god and seeing him everywhere and seeing the beauty of the world you have less time to be judgmental, less time to be overly critical of yourself or believing ideas like God's going to give up on you. God never gives up on someone who turns to him and never gives up hoping they will. Um, and to make insights of that, to maintain a prayerful atti attitude, attitude and actually doing it and to ask for forgiveness. Um, God, I think sometimes it's ask to understand the forgiveness that he gives us that he does forgive us. He, he forgave mankind. In us individually, he will if it's sincere. 
And we have to be, we have to just think that. Um, not like, oh, I can just magically say, oh, forgive me. And, and if I don't, if I'm not serious about it and don't combine it with these other things, and, they, uh, and to ask for forgiveness, the forgiveness, now here it is. The forgiveness, when the priest does a prayer for you, it's, Christ, it's announcing Christ's forgiveness to a sincere confession, which comes from God, reconciles the penitent with, re, reconciles the penitent with God and lets him participate in divine love. Beautiful. Okay, let's go on to tears. Um, it's, a, it's a big thing in uh, St. Actus Syria, um, the topic. Uh, in Syriac, the word means, um, I can't pronounce it, Abila, or the mourner. A mourner um, was used to designate a monk, okay? According to the Syrian, Syrian tradition, a monk is primarily someone who mourns for himself, okay? There's more. For others, okay? And there's more. For the whole world, okay? And that's what we've talked sometimes about. If you're going to pray for yourself, you need to pray for everybody. Um, and sometimes people just pray for others and it, it comes, it, it falls back on us too. Okay, a mourner is, is he who passes all the days of his life in hunger and thirst for the sake of his hope and future good things. In other words, I'm not going to be settled with, I'm not going to settle for the food I got here. I, I want to settle for a piece and, and a sentence and um, that I grieve with God. And, you know, this goes back to, we're going to work on the Beatitudes. Blessed are those who mourn. But this is where we get some of this. Um, and, and for the sake of the, and for the sake of his hope and future good things. Okay. For all those life and hunger and thirst for the sake of his hope and future good things. Isaac says a monk is he who making his dwelling far from the world world spectacles gosh that's and i like that world spectacles. We, we got a little show on every corner okay that we're looking here looking there has as the only entreaty of his prayer the desire for the world to come so in other words oh thank you for that i got this and thank you for that my prayer is for the thy kingdom come in us now a change in our behavior an attitude of peace that is already participating in the future um, and where we have a sense of, of communion with God in good times and bad times, okay? And we're doing what he wants um, because he knows we believe that he what he wants us to do, okay, is the best thing for us. And plus that it opens up our do his, the doors of our heart to become one with him and to commune with him. Um, for the world to come amongst wealth is for the comfort that comes of mourning. In accordance with this concept of the monks, a mourner for her sins, Isaac writes. And here's a little bit of it. What meditation can a monk have in his cell save weeping? Could he have any time free from weeping to return his gaze to another thought? And what occupation is better than this? A monk's very cell in a solitude which bear a likeness to a life in a tomb far from human joys, teach him that his work is to mourn, and the very calling of his name urges and spurs him on to this, because he is called the mourning, mournful one, that is, bitter in heart. Um, that, it, 
Bitter and hard, I think, is speaking to the idea of, let me see. Um, we take on the sadness of the whole world, um, and it, it doesn't, and so we want to get closer to God for everybody because he mourns for his own self. And um, mournful one is, okay, all the saints have left uh, this life in mourning. So in other words, it's not just all oh, me and my salvation. Um, I grieve for those who don't have what, have, have this gift from God and have this. Um, and so it, it goes on. Um, let me just give a couple other questions. This morning, Isaac teaches, should be constant and unceasing. As one comes closer to the fruit of spiritual life, tears become more and more frequent until they flow forth every day. You know, there's he goes into there's good tears and there's there's sad tears and there's bitter tears. Um, um, tear, bitter tears for the difficult things that people are going through and that we all go through. Um, joyful tears um, and sweet tears are when we begin to taste the beauty of God and see the good things and and experience them um, in in a blessed way. They're they're not too far. It's just like when somebody gives you a good present and it's so overwhelming, um, you cry. And yet some people cry when, you know, a tragedy happens and, and they're both there. Um, or I weep for my own mistakes or I weep for the idea that I have hurt people and come to grips with that other than just brush it off or just totally ignore it. And so we go from there. So there's this wonderful thing um, of, of tears, okay? When you enter into the region where, which is peace of thoughts, um, then the multitude of tears is taken away from you, and afterwards tears come to you in due measure and at appropriate times. Once we grieve and weep for our own mistakes, and we, we begin to be free from the habit of doing them um, and the conditions that may um, foster them, and we begin to realize that our prayer is more important or uh Carry, it is is lighter, not weighed down by our own issues uh, when we pray for everybody. And so we go from there. There's a sense where they come in a timely manner. Tears of repentance born from a consciousness of sins are accompanied um, with contrition. Um, but the, and so, you know, we've, we've kind of gone through this in a number of ways, but the idea that um, there's there's a, a, a contrition. Um, sweet tears come with compunction, a, a, a love of joy and something the good that happens. Um, and there, are, uh, and so we go on. Tears of compunction, which are accompanied by the feeling of spiritual joy, are granted to someone who attains purity of heart and dispassion. In other words, I'm not so. I don't have to have a passion for this, or I don't get some cause. See, a lot of people got this cause and some little thing that could be insignificant or they turn it into a big global thing or a big thing in their mind where they're forgetting their own um, issues that they need to deal with. Um, and so we do that. So um, when our heart grows, uh, rejoices, he says, uh, the, the continence gloweth, but when it is in sorrows, the continence is downcast. So, um, you know, we we balance this out. We want to get where we have joyful tears and proper tears of sadness. 
um, we go on to the uh, the idea. And so I think we're we're done for tonight. I've got a couple more things for the morning on tears. Um, we've talked about them a number of times. You know, I think it's important. I was thinking that we just, you know, we talk too much. Um, sometimes just standing there. And that's why I encourage people to go just sit in the sanctuary. I've had people come that not even are part of our community or even Orthodox world. They'll come and they'll sit in the church and they'll tell me how their life has changed or they got, they came to some conclusion. Spend time quiet. Uh, and I, I think that could be a next little topic is stillness and quietness. Um, imagine two people stand, sitting in, in, across from each other and not saying a thing just looking at each other. Um, we might try it with our spouse, might try it with our children. Uh, we can certainly try it with an icon because they don't talk too much until we stop talking and stop our mind from racing around on everything. We begin to feel a warmth and a sense of peace and an insight, even thoughts that are, are different and better and relieving and gentle to us and bring a joy rather than more anxiety. So stillness, um, and I think living alone is a big part of that. Um, living alone without turning on TV or, or having to be busy, just stillness. Um, sometimes a walk in the woods or um, uh, and something like that. Whereas, and you just begin to look at creation rather, and your mind is freed from all the cares of the world. God bless you tonight. I'm gonna to read one prayer. Um, that we before we go here. What of Thanksgiving? Now that the day has come to a close, I thank thee, O Lord, and I ask that the evening and the night may be sinless. Grant this to me, O Savior, and save me. Okay? Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Now that the day hath passed, I glorify you, O Master, and I ask that the evening and the night might be without offense. Grant this to me, O Savior, and save me, both now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. Okay, now that the day has run its course, okay, so we did, it's run its course, has passed, it's come to a close, I praise you, so I praise you, I glorify you, I thank you, O Holy One, and I ask that the evening with the night might be undisturbed, grant this to me, O Savior, and save me. Um, how often do we have a disturbed night? I think it would be important to stop and thank God for the day that we've had um, even if there's been some difficulties, what what can we learn from it? And you got me through it. So um, a prayer of thanksgiving is important all the time. Um, and that could be part of a confession. I don't thank God for what I already have. It's amazing that he gives us immortality and we get stuck on, you know, um, just some awkward little thing or somebody says something or just something we forget all we forget that we're made in the image like we totally forget we get carried away in a, like a storm um okay that's enough god bless you we'll see you in the morning have a great uh comfortable and untroubled night and we'll see you in the morning